Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Nerds Around. Your quarantine host, Sebastian. Edition. Yeah, the quarantine edition. I'm your host, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. And we have today with us the amazing... Oh, hey, man, it's Adrian. <laughs> 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 I'm Adrian from Adrian Has Issues, podcaster. Awesome, good. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Live my best quarantine life. Um, and I also want to thank you for having me on and also thank you for giving me a reason to actually shave because I, I was, yeah, was, really was living like, right, it was looking terrible. I, I'll actually have to might have to text Sebastian pictures, but <laughs> <laughs> I am a hobo no more. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Uh, I was looking terrible. I had like this full hobo thing going on i'm balding up top so like this is missing and then this whole side thing is growing the back of my head's a mess because i didn't use a mirror so i don't know what it looks like it's like a master it's like a modern art master <laughs> i haven't seen it my wife said it looks terrible but you know as long as this whole camera version looks good then we're okay <laughs> uh, i i had to clean it up because it was getting a little out of control i had like these growing in up here my hair was looking a little rough and whatnot i like literally did like a fresh like low 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 and then, like, trimmed the long ass beard a couple weeks back. So I'm in good maintenance, especially when it's starting to get warmer out. No, there was like land formations in my beard, and I saw birds flying over there. And I think <laughs> basically, Damn. like, I, I ripped off like a part of what was probably like their version of the Amazon. So I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, Agent, tell our viewers about you, what you, um, you know, about your podcast, your history. Give us a 411. Okay. Well, my total history, well, let's see. Um, <laughs> Well, Adrian has issues, um, which our dude Sebastian here um, has been on, who needs to be on again soon, um, is a pop culture podcast uh, talking about everything from comics, movies, video games. And the idea of it is that we watch movies, we read comics, we consume all this pop culture all day, every day. And one day I just asked myself, what do I know about the people who make them? So that's the idea is just sitting down with different creators, whether they're published or whether they're just starting out and basically just getting their stories because I've always learned that the best way to get engaged in art is to know as much as you can about the artist themselves. But gosh, it's been about five years now. Um, started in 2015 and you know, we've been going strong since. It's been tough. You've got to be. You've got to be in the upper hundreds of episodes. <laughs> no, not exactly. Well, yes, only because I did a, something of a reboot at one point. But okay, not even counting the other show. It's definitely in the other hundreds because I originally did it with a buddy of mine, Atlas. It was Agent Atlas had issues. Okay. Um, kind of did like a wham thing. I figured I was George Michael. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Atlas, I love you, buddy, for listening. Oh, man. You know, it's been a long ride, and I don't know why I even decided to do it, but it has been an absolute blessing. So I really enjoy it. I enjoy, of course, talking to other podcasters and creators, and I could not have picked a better career, hobby. I don't know what you want to call it at this point. when When the lines are blurred, it's always a good thing. Exactly. I don't even know anymore because sometimes every time someone says hobby, I'm like, uh, no, trust me. I <laughs> after you put a certain amount of work in, it can't be, be a hobby. Anymore. You've moved past no. hobbyist at this point. It's just like no. your thing. It's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> when my buddy Atlas and I used to do it, where I was pretty much tanked on like a case of Blue Moon and just riffing on like whatever <laughs> comic, that was a hobby. And you know, we continue. <laughs> 
all by myself here. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a lot of fun, and I just love making connections with people, and I just love getting to know people's stories and why they choose to do this, because you guys know this. Whether it be podcasting, comics, art, it's like none of this stuff is easy. And it's funny you mentioned connections and everything, too, because we met at Creator Aftercon. Yep. How did you get involved with those guys? I mean, well, we, we know what the drinks are not, but you know. <laughs> so, this is actually kind of a cool story. Um, you guys remember Special Edition NYC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Arguably, for my money, I feel like it was the better part of New York Comic Con. They only did it for two years, and it's a shame because, real quick, I think it was cool that they had, you know, someone like Chris Claremont, like, next to someone who just started out, like, yeah. maybe a couple months prior, and, like, the level field was just even. It was just creators. There was no top tier, lower tier, mid tier. Everybody was just in the same room, same space, just vibing out. So I had met a guy, uh, Victor Dandridge. Uh, shout out to Victor, by the way. Um, I met him at the first special edition. I just picked up a copy of Southern Bastards from Jason Latour. Walk over to his booth, and he's just like, he's dressed up in like a suit and a vest. I'm like, this guy is way too dressed up to be at a convention. I go to say hi to him, and he stops me. And he's looking at my books, and he's like, you just picked up Southern Bastards, right? Yes. And long story short, he turns me away from his booth. He's like, you're going to like that book so much. I will turn away a potential sale. Go back and buy the other issues, then come back and chat. So talking wow. to him, yeah, like he, he just believed in this. And honestly, he's right. That book's amazing. So we got to talking, of course, and being online. Um, he was on, I think it was episode four or five of Adrian Has Issues, like really early on. So next year, special edition, he's doing a panel. And after the panel, um, my girlfriend and partner, Eileen and I, we were talking to him. And it was really cool because we we're literally sitting at special edition after panel, sitting in the chairs, eating like gummy worms or something, just whatever I had in my bag. <laughs> so we're just catching up, you know, shooting the breeze. And he hands me a card. And he says to me, you should check this thing out. I think you'd like this. Um, some guys I know running. It's called Creator Africon. And I'm like, it's basically, it's like a networking event. And I'm thinking to myself, like, and I actually said this out loud. I was like, networking events are usually for, like, professionals. Like, you know, these are for, like, I'm not that person. You know, this is for somebody else. And he's like, well, let me ask you a quick question. And he's like, you have a podcast, right? And he's like, yes. You talk to comic creators, and he's like, yes, then you're a part of the comic book industry. You should go. And those words, and I know this sounds like really like like cliche and almost like I scripted this, but those words made everything clear to me because no one just ever said, hey, you deal with this stuff, so therefore you're a part of this world. It wasn't about breaking in or trying to like finagle the thing. It was just you make these connections, you should go. This is where people can make those connections. And that was, I didn't remember what year it was that that second special edition, but I went and the rest is history. Um, it was actually at a different event. It wasn't even at Twins Pub. But year after year, I really became good friends with them, became friends with Sebastian and just met people who were just chill. Like, you know, there wasn't all this pressure. You're just there at a bar, get some drink, get some food let people know what you're about and basically just meeting as many people. And it was such a good time. And I'll never forget, you know, someone just basically being like, you're, I accept you and your work is valid. And 
you should definitely be a part of this. And ever since then, everything has just been kind of like just in that mind frame of you're worth it. And I love the events. And again, being talking to Sebastian and actually a law here, um, well, we actually met at uh, was Indiacon. It, it was funny because you show us so much love to the Indian like fan base, and because I get to run the social media, I'm looking. I'm like, yo, who is this Adrian dude? Who is this Adrian dude? And then I don't know if someone mentioned it to me or like I just happened to know, but I was like, yo, your Adrian has issues, right? And you were like, yeah. I was like, dude. Thanks for all the love, because you definitely, like, you support so, so heavy, man. I, I, I super appreciate it. Anytime. And it scared me, because, again, just doing this, I just do it because I just enjoy it. I'm not really thinking about, oh, I'm that Adrian Has Issues guy. So someone was like, oh, you're that Adrian Has Issues. I'm like, wait, how do you know me? And, like, <laughs> I was so, so it's, a, it's a very funny thing when, you know, for any account, big or small, I have... I've run like bigger accounts, smaller accounts. Right. And for that particular account, like I have a maybe 20 consistent, like I know that I could drop anything on the page and they're going to, and they're going to like it. And you are one of the first people to like any post that comes up on any of the Indian stuff. So I just got a habit of knowing, Adrian has this, Adrian, but I never, I never knew a face. I never knew, like I knew that Seabass followed you. I knew like, and I was like, who is the person that everyone knows that I don't know? Because everyone assumes that I know everyone. And I'm like, I know maybe most of people, but there, there are people that I don't know yet. See, so I should have cool played I should have played that up. I should have played with the mystique of that. <laughs> cat, like, no one knows. But you know, he he rolls deep in these streets. <laughs> Show up to a convention like Omar with the do-rag with the bulletproof vest. Right? <laughs> No, but it was, oh, it was definitely dope, man. Like, um, you, you, uh, you show like a lot of love and support, and like I know that you're super heavy into what you do. What everyone has like that superhero origin story. So for the podcast, what was the origin story? E either, either the first version or the second version, because even on previous versions of a, of a podcast that I do as well, we had the old version, and we have the new version. Okay, so just as a podcast or as a general geek, because both of them can are completely different origin stories. Let, let, let's start with the podcast. We'll work our way backwards. Okay, so this is going back near Comic-Con. No, actually, no. This begins, I don't know if you guys remember Suncoast Video. I remember Suncoast Video. I remember Suncoast Video. Okay, so I will, back in 2006, I used to work at a comic book store that's now defunct. Um, my boss and I, basically, we lived like the Dante and Randall Clark's life. We would pretty much like it would the store was mainly our regulars going back and forth with a bunch of people. And next thing you know, like we just when the store was empty, we would just leave, lock the store, and go like chill at the mall. Right. <laughs> so one day, um, we got to talking to this dude who used to run a used to be a man, one of the managers at a Suncoast in the local mall. And again, big into comic books, sci-fi. He was big into collectibles. That was his thing. And they always tried to get, like, the latest collectibles from, like, Mecca and, like, Nazco and all these other cool companies on the shelves because he also knew that there was a contingency of people who used to, like, check that stuff out. So when the store folded, I ended up getting a job at the movie theater nearby, talking to this guy, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, I, do, I run a podcast. And this is 2006, so I'm like, what the hell's a podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So it's it's like um called Big Kev's Geek Stuff, and he and his partner Big Kev, uh, his name is OG, which shout out to them. They were like, we just talk about collectibles and you know sci-fi and the things that we love, and a lot of those conversations sounded like conversations I used to have with friends of mine. So I basically just went to my friend one day, and this is going like what almost like four years later, just being like, hey, you want to start a podcast? And he's like, okay. <laughs> And it's like, what do we do? I don't know. I just bought microphones and they were short. The stands were terrible. Made the mic weighed more than a stand. So we had to prop them up on like Xbox game <laughs> cases. And since then, that was pretty much that story. I love like, that everyone's like first go at it was just them going at it. Like it's always a, you know, uh, you get tossed into the fire or you get dragged into mouth. But essentially, there's no. There's no right way and there's no plan to it. Right. There was no plan. And those first handful of episodes sounded not great. But at, as soon as we hit, like, end, like, hit, hit stop, we were like, we got something here. Like, and me, like, I always love, you know, you're hearing about, like, how bands get formed and things like that. Like, these legendary bands that are, like, larger than life that like tour across the world and icons and you're like oh so how'd you guys get started like we were just screwing around in like a, a garage one day like we weren't even thinking we're gonna be like these megastars and i'm definitely not that but it's just cool that like, these larger than my figures they just have simple beginnings of hey we want to try a thing and we did it we just went from there but no i opposite um, though when you walk into a room that has to deal with indie creators and all that and one of the things i i, I definitely got the experience of knowing and seeing you do was when you got to see uh, a panel at twins pub at the after conference yes comics um so you you definitely um you know you have that life it's like yeah, like you're a staple there you're a staple with doing the podcast with with the covers that you've done with people too and you bring I'm gonna dare, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it voice the voiceless. You you definitely get that out there. And I appreciate that. That that means a lot. And it said you guys, you know, you roll real deep as far as like with creators as well. And that is a great compliment, and believe me. I, I don't take that lightly. I greatly appreciate that. And you guys do amazing work as well. And that's it's not easy, trust me. And long before any of this was going on, like it was still hard because you know, like that joke, everybody has like a podcast, everybody has a show, everybody's trying to network, but yet you've made your own little niche and you've made your, your place and you didn't necessarily have to wait for anybody's permission to do it. It's like, look, you got a good team. I know a guy who's good with audio, got a guy who's good with video. I know some artists, like, let's just go. Like, you know, why not? I used to make the joke that said, uh, me and my buddy, there would be a... Um Shout out to our two followers out there. And then I would follow it by saying one of them is definitely like my FBI agent that's always looking out for me. Because like, <laughs> and it's, it's, that is it's, amazing. It's crazy now because, you know, working with nerds, working Geek Roman and all these other like podcasts that I do, like the, the little bit of reach that it gets and where people listen back where it's friends of friends are like, yo, that was dope, whatever the case is. And I'm just like, Oh man, like you guys are actually listening and paying attention to the, the fucking shenanigans that me and my friends have, you know? Isn't that always the scariest part where you actually are just like, wait a minute, you pay attention? Like when someone references something oh, that you said or did. I met someone like, I met someone in random passing who was like, What's your podcast? And I told her, and she was like, Yeah, I've listened to your podcast a bunch of times. And I was like, 
What? Wait, I, why? In, in, <laughs> like in passing, kind of thing. Um, her husband was on a on like a career day panel kind of thing with me for uh, these kids in high school who are artists. Okay. They're like, you know, they brought up, uh, he's an actor, musician, you know, I'm a photographer, podcaster, all this other stuff. This other girl was like a, an exec for Nickelodeon, something like that. Oh, so nice. we're all there, we're all, you know, nice, decent panel. But then afterwards, we're all walking out and the dude's wife was just like, oh, what's your, like, everyone's like, you know, chopping it up, exchanging info. Yeah. She's like, what's your podcast? I was like, house by law. And she was like, huh? I was like, why? She was like, I think I know that. And I was like, so I like pulled it up mad quick and I'm like, look. And she's like, <laughs> she's like that's it. Like, I've, I've definitely listened to it. Like, I like it. And I was like, thanks. It was so weird. Like, it's it's a very surreal feeling. What was that it really is. when you get someone that, that, that approached you? That? What was the, how did that feel the first time for you? Right, like, yeah. That way? Scary. Because at that point, when when we started this whole thing, you know, and not that I'm necessarily trying to be self-deprecating, but there's always that thing in the back of your head. It's like, no one's really paying attention. And sometimes it's like you operate, it's like, what's that stupid quote? Like dance, like nobody's watching or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I get it. Cause then it's like, okay, no one's watching. But once you actually have eyes or in my case, ears that are tuned in, it was just kind of like, and then, they heard me talking. It wasn't even like they saw, they, they don't really know what I look like. It's not like I post so many pictures, but like, I know that voice. You're raging those issues. I'm like, um, <laughs> it's like, are you a process server? Like, are you going to like serve you with papers or something? Because those parking tickets, those are not mine. Like, those are somebody else's. Yo, that's hilarious. What, what's been like the, the strangest encounter? The strangest encounter? Okay. Um, I would say for me, oh gosh, there's been a few of them. <laughs> I had a feeling. Yes. Um, well, Eric Roberts hitting on Eileen was definitely odd. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. It was Eternal Con. Oh, Eternal We had just went just to have something to do because we were just, we had the weekend away, you know, the kids were with some relatives. So it's like, it was technically like a elaborate date night kind of. And we didn't really look at who was going to be on the list other than maybe two Power Rangers that I wanted to meet. But um, he's just there. It's like, wait, is that Eric Roberts? Like, sure is not Eric Roberts. And he's got, like, a Band-Aid on his cheek, like, Melly or I don't know what's going on. And he was like, hi, Eric Roberts, nice to meet you. And the whole time, he does, he barely even looks at me. But he's like, oh, so who is this? And he's grabbing her hand and, like, kiss her hand. And he's, like, pulling, like, this, like, Lando Calrissian-type move. And I'm like, I'm not mad at it, but it's like, shoot your shot. But he was like, it, I mean, in retrospect, I mean, some people probably would have been like mad offended, but it was just sort of like Eric Roberts, this dude that I grew up watching in like these ridiculously like just odd but yet entertaining movies is hitting on my girlfriend and strangely starstruck. <laughs> it's it's definitely a very. I don't think I've ever had someone hit on my girlfriend in front of me. Like that's it's so weird. That doesn't, that doesn't happen in our area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, people people are so them. bold in the hood. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's why it was sort of like, um, okay. I'm like, I'm not, this is kind of not cool. But meanwhile, I'm trying to get to my phones like, Julia, come get your brother. He's wilding right now. 
<laughs> no, but I think like the coolest non-creepy one was meeting uh, the voice of Lino. Like Thundercats is like everything to me as a kid. And basically meeting like Larry Kenny and just, you know, got some stuff signed. And, you know, I'm just like, I've met people. It's like, hey, you want to like, you know, maybe do like an intro for like a podcast, whatever. They're like, no. And it's like, fair. But he's like, cool, I'll do it. And he even did like a couple of takes and like really leaned in on it. And it's like, oh, oh that's cool. That's hella cool. That doesn't mean much maybe to like the average person, but as someone who grew up like watching this guy's voice and like wanting Listen, to man. like. Listen, that's huge. No matter, no matter how you slice it. That is no. fucking don't don't try to downplay that. No, shit. no, no. And for for Lionel's was that he was it like pro bono? You just asked him. You were just shooting the shit, and it kind of just came up organically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> worst, best thing, worst he says is no, but he had no problem like signing our stuff, and we actually chatted for like a good while. Because you know, like sometimes that comes, and this is no disrespect, because I get it. You're dealing with so many people; it's tiring. I know. So like. You know, someone's like, hey, can I get some stuff signed? Cool, you sign. You know, you move on to the next person. But he had no problem just sitting and just talking and watching me not spaz out. Because I'm like, first off, I love your work. Two, I'm sorry for breaking your action figure when I was a kid. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on it. But would you be cool doing this drop? So then once he broke into the voice, like, sort of moments, like, I, I'm literally like, that's the voice. This is the guy. <laughs> what is life right now? And it's I, it's I, a very, the, very, very, like oh shit, I'm gonna piss my pants moment. Right? And I'm like, to me, like this was it. He's <laughs> just gonna end the show and be like, look, I got to get this guy to do a drop. It, whatever, like, I've made it. <laughs> now, that's huge. So, so I have to ask you, as a Thundercats fan, how do you feel about the new Thundercats? <laughs> okay, here we go. The reboot with Will Dell. No, no, not Should that one. Got, oh, no, no, not I that know, one. No, no, I know. That, that one, that we're one just, got... We're talking about the new one. I want that, that one, one. That one got cut that one short. Got, that one got screwed because no, they put it out on Fridays at, like, 6. No, but, okay, the so new Thundercats. I had a lot of deep thoughts about this because, one, I was trying so hard not to be that guy who's like, this isn't my Thundercats. Ours were, you know, ours look like real cartoons. And I get it. It's probably geared towards the younger audience and... You know, shout out to the animators. They're just trying to work. It just, like, I get it. Because I know they did that with, like, Teen Titans, with Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Where, like, the show was very serious. And, like, it was a little intense. But, like, you know, my kids watched it. And we watched were younger. And I think they're fine. They're not warped by any means because of it. But I know, like, the newer show, it's still good. But it's just a little, like different as far as presentation i think they did the same with like i think dc superhero girls or something like that where the animation kind of got a lot less rigid yeah. yeah yeah so with thundercats like i'm not necessarily against the animation but i feel like thundercats isn't the right property to do this style yeah like and it's not even less the animation. The animation is actually kind of cool. Like, but with the right show, with that kind of style, it would have been like really nice. But this, like, this like feels just time. more of like we have a property, we have this group we want to work with. Let's just put them together. But I feel like rebooting Thundercats isn't the issue. They did it once before, and that show was actually not bad. So yeah, I totally understand like watching that show on a Friday. It's worth it. This one, I just feel like this just doesn't this doesn't fit. 
it doesn't fit and it's also something like no one asked for this like no one was out there going you know what teen titans go did so well we should do the same thing but hear me out thundercats like <laughs> no one asked for this right and i think that's maybe what happened like i feel like because the other shows that they sort of did a similar like not the same animators obviously but that same mm-hmm. sort of tone because those did well it's like okay what else can we do this with and you sometimes can't always do that. And I know there was a lot of discourse where people were really like upset about it. And then the people who were defending it were not everybody, but there are also people in that camp were like also upset that people were upset. And I'm like, it's okay to be like disappointed and say you don't like something, but it was like not at the veracity which they were going, where it's like this is awful and everybody involved right. could, you know. But at the same time, I feel like that could have been an opportunity to do something way more with it. Like, I was I was watching like the the history of like uh, like how Avatar: The Last Airbender even like came into existence at a time where like all these other shows like came out. They were super campy and hokey mm-hmm. and da da da. And then you just go, nah, we're gonna do something for kids, but a little bit more like serious tone, have its lighthearted moments, but we're gonna keep it real. And people were like so taken aback by it. But look at look at the fandom. Like that fandom is like one of the strongest fandoms I've ever seen. Like people right. will fight to the last breath. Who be like, I don't care if it's not an anime, but it's still an anime. I you know, I feel like Thundercats is one of those properties where like you couldn't you could have just did a little if you really wanted to go for it. That's definitely not the direction to go. Right, and I think that was sort of where they were coming from. Because I'm thinking also, everybody kept saying, well, it's for kids, so... But I'm like, kids aren't dumb. Kids know what they like, kids know what they don't like. Right. Regardless of whether it's Thundercats or not. Because I'm also thinking about, like, what's those shows? Like Voltron and She-Ra. Yes, those shows are based on stuff that we grew up with. Um, But yet, it's found an audience with younger people who didn't grow up with this, so obviously that's not necessarily the issue. Right, but even but even the older generation who grew up with it, I've heard them say like we, they actually love the new stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's, you know, a, it's a it's a good following. Yeah. I know the, the final season just finished, and I know Voltron. A lot of people were really into Voltron. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things you have to like handle it with care. You can't just like, oh, this is cool. You guys gave me this. Now I get to do whatever I want to it. It's almost like spitting at the face of like those who like came before you yeah i can kind of see that and that's sort of where i was thinking is i don't think maybe they were intentionally trying to make something that seemed disrespectful but right. just it just it's, i don't think it's just a good fit and i think that's i don't think that's too alien to say it's for someone but not for me i guess I, absolutely yeah i i didn't like um from what i got from it and this is just my final opinion on it um was when the director, the producer, um, I don't know the guy's name, but when he saw the documentary, he was like, I thought Thundercat should have always been a comedy. I don't think he had as much respect for the property. Now, in terms of the animators, learning animation, I know it's hard work. Um, He put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that, to the work. I think a lot of the writing may have been lazy because they were too busy trying to write a lot of fart jokes into the characters. Yeah. Mm. That type of animation is like, oh, we'll just go silly for silly's sake. And I think that's where it got really, really lost in translation. Could it have worked for the comedy? Yes, maybe with better writers and a better person. But you got to understand the state of cartoons, like when we were kids and, and when we were kids, when we got older and now. 
kids now have such a like wide depth of like what they're like given and they get their stuff that could be like you know hokey and fun and like haha fart jokes and second third but even those have like good serious tones where they can talk about things and it doesn't have to always be something that's so over the top like campy that you know because you have to understand like a lot of these kids every once in a while there's a parent who's watching over their shoulder to make sure that they're not watching something, you know, they should be watching or just genuinely interested because they're big kids at heart still. And like, there are those shows like, uh, Steven universe did it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, gravity falls did it really well. Like there's a lot of those shows that you would think, all right, those are kid shows. And then you watch them from like an adult perspective and go, yo, there's so much little nuggets for us that, those kids, when they get older and watch it, will love and enjoy it and appreciate. It. Yeah, we got we, we got we got to do a whole episode about this because like that's a whole other topic. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, we got we got we 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 <laughs> <laughs> But um, what are some of your goals for the podcast? That's why I want to hear. Like, what are, what are you some like? Have you reached some goals? What are some future goals? What what are you looking to do in terms of the show? That's a really good question. It oh god. <laughs> Sorry, because I was making this joke of watching, of course, so many things on Zoom. And when someone's like, oh, that's a good question. I'm like, oh, no, I'm doing that thing, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I tend to keep things, you know, really close to the vest, which, you know, on some sometimes it's good. But sometimes speaking things out is um, really helpful. And I think also just sort of makes you accountable. So, again, really good question. Well, one of the things that I was really hoping to do, um, you mentioned, of course, the panel at Twins Pub. Um, there was also another panel that we did that I don't think ever, like, came out for whatever reason. Um, it was at, like, a comic book shop in Brooklyn. And, you know, doing, you know, shows at cons and then even a couple of interviews at Eastside Mags uh, in Montclair, New Jersey, which shout out to Jeff and... Uh, Guys there, I know comic book stores are really having a rough right now. I wanted to do more in-person stuff, like, but I also know that it's tough because a lot of people that I talk to are, like, on the other side of the country and other states, right. uh, time zones that I still am now just figuring out what mountain time is, so, you know, it's <laughs> better in my camp. But I was really wanting to do more in-person shows because there is something about connections and there's something about doing so you know, in person, getting those reactions. And that was what made those early shows with Atlas so much fun is because most of the time we spent making each other laugh, you know, and literally just saying stuff to just watch him. Like most of the things that we laugh at on this show, no one saw. But I liked that connection. But I think that's sort of the irony of now we're in a situation where being next to someone is actually the, possibly the worst idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, man, this was going to be the year and, you know, there were some plans to do, like, some in-person shows and even, a, like, a couple of live tapings. Um, and that was really the big thing for the next show is to take, you know, the honesty they have and take that next step and just sort of actually have, like, a platform and a place where we can see these things in real time because I think that's something that's important like you're making connections and what better way to do that than to do that face-to-face with you know either whether it be one-on-one or with a group of people um and i i'm believe me i'm not trying to complain at the least bit but obviously that 
we'll have to take a side step. But I think that was basically it was doing more of those. But like long-term goals, basically, I just want to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, obviously with, you know, a little bit more ease because anyone who thinks that podcasting full-time is easy, it is not. Um, you, you miss the pulling out what, well, no hair, but like stressing out at 3 a.m., stuff like that. But I just want to basically reach as many people as I possibly can and, you know, organically. Right. Just by, you know, I guess, the hard work and dedication and, you know. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That deep stuff. <laughs> so, is there plans for like different formats, or is it going to stick to the same format but just have different um, options of viewing and and show wise? We did kick around the idea of doing a video. I just have to get used to actually like seeing my face and having people see it, and because you know I grew up listening to the radio. I wanted to be a DJ, so it's like. I was so comfortable. It took me a while just to get used to hearing my own voice. God, like, and most of the editing, it's the, let's not stop and delete this just because your voice made that weird inflection that you don't like. Right. Because other people are like, I didn't hear it. And I'm like, well, good. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I would definitely love to do more video content. And I think that would be really fun. And especially in a world where, especially now, because now we're so visually oriented, I think I'm way overdue. I actually might be behind the curve. Oh, shoot. Should I even say that out loud? <laughs> Listen, it's, when you're ready to jump into it, you jump into it. It's a whole beast. We we, we did iterations where it was video first. Yeah. Then we just went straight podcasting. Now we're back into video and podcasting. Like, everybody gets to see this, but this unkept beard now. Wait, um, that's that, unkempt? Yeah, that's, that's not like, that's oh, not unkept. That's, that's not unkept. Unkept. We've that's seen not, we've, we've seen, seen rough. We've seen rough. Yeah. Honestly, all I, all I had to do was wear like a, a white tank top. You guys would have thought I was doing some sort of like black snake moan, like because <laughs> 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 yeah. I really did look like Sam Jackson. It was bad. Like so, I, I was like, I had to shave this off because I got to look pretty for this thing. There you go. Yeah, we 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 all we, once we get back to like having people back that we can actually do live and not worry how be Well, even if we could all be in the same room, just six feet apart, you gotta mm-hmm. definitely have a beer and wings, a beer and wings. Yeah, oh, seriously. Cause it's like this, this remote thing is, it's different. It is different. It's- it is different, you know? Cause like our whole, you know, our whole vibe has just been, you know, person to person. Um, and we, we haven't done any full remotes until we were forced to do remotes. And I'm sure like you've, kind of grew into doing remotes because you're saying you've spoken to people across the coast and different time zones and everything so like you know this pandemic happening like you're just kind of still you just still feel like you're doing what you're used to just you know some people have more time now because they're not able to do some stuff <laughs> i think that but because i remember when this first happened there were so many posts and tweets and think pieces about like oh you have all this time to do all the stuff you wanted to do and i'm like I don't think they understand how anxiety works. <laughs> yeah, those first couple of weeks, I didn't get shit done. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was enough to just get me to do normal brush your teeth and wash your ass right? and, and get out of bed, like kind of <laughs> shit. Yeah, like we really did have to like reset and a lot of stuff that it's like you take for granted. It, it wasn't even a it wasn't even a soft reset. It was a hard reset. <laughs> It was a hard reset because then there was like, okay, this is going to be rough for a while. It's going to be hard 
then you're kind of coasting a little bit, and then of course you look at the news like, wait, I'm here till how long? Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, okay, now we got to really change our approach a little bit because you know you don't think much about it, just leaving your front door, or taking a walk, going to the movies, and or even just your normal day to day. So. In a, in a weird way, it at least helped prioritize and realize that, like, okay, maybe this is a, a, a weird take, but it's funny that now, because everybody's home, like, you've seen so many people doing basically this very same thing right here that we're not used to it. You know, late night talk show hosts are now doing those shows. Like, uh, one of the CBS shows we were watching the other night, like their last episode was done through Zoom. Uh, Parks and Rec, they just did like a reunion thing. Yeah, SNL did three episodes via Zoom. Right. And <laughs> I know that... So bizarre. <laughs> the, first, the first one, like you knew it was rough. And then they got progressively better because instead of doing every week, they did every other week. And like they were able to figure out how to get the green screens going and everything with Zoom. Because that first week, though, it was rough. Right. <laughs> but everybody basically had to regroup. And it's funny because and this is one of those things where it's like watching, I think it was a Tonight Show, which was accidentally. And I'm like looking at like Alan's setup. And I'm like, my setup's been better than this. <laughs> and that's no shade at all to NBC. But at the same, it was like everybody was kind of like at this level where everybody was just trying to figure out a new thing. And it was actually kind of cool because you got to kind of watch this in real time. Like, the, like you said, the first few were rough, then it got better. And now it's like people are doing this with such ease that- It also puts sure, everyone on an even playing field now. I think so. And kind of going back to what I was saying about special edition is, if anything, maybe some of that'll hopefully stick where people realize like, look, whether you're on a syndicated TV show or doing this like in your apartment with your friends, we're all kind of doing a, a similar thing is wanting to entertain, hopefully make people think, hope, you know, having a good time in the process. Like, there's maybe they have more like money and a bigger budget and, you know, they can actually pay someone to like not jack up their hair at like one in the afternoon like I did. <laughs> but yet, you know, like it, it's... We're all learning something new. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad we're back on. We actually were one of the first guests to come on to do the show. Oh, I my condolences, but no, thank you though. This is this is wild. This is a lot of fun. This has been great, man. Yeah. We're excited to uh, see how this turns out, and uh, hopefully do this in person. Oh yes. So, Agent, where can we find you on the interwebs? Come on. Okay, so Agent has issues as the handle for the Twitter. Agent has issues pod for IG. Uh, if you're on Facebook, um, Agent has issues as well. I pretty much live there, so I'll be, you know, drop in and say hi. Of course, in the, you know, the usual podcatchers, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. I believe I'm also on iHeart. Like, so most of those places. There but, you go. Cover your bases. Pretty much, but yeah, um, I love interacting with people and whether you want to talk about your comic project or just geek out about the fact that Fast and Furious is the best superhero franchise of the Avengers. <laughs> wow, that's a, yo, hot, wow. hot take, hot take, people. Wow. Uh, I got to give this man the common courtesy of having his outro, so let's just <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, I, I live and breathe Avengers all day, every day. And I'm heartbroken because I should be debating the Black Widow movie now. Yep. But I am yeah, not. And anticipating God. Eternals in November, but we're not. <laughs> Wait, so we're not going to get Eternals then, I guess. No, <laughs> Black Widow took Eternal spot. Everything got moved ahead. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and X Men and X Men is like again on the new top and bottom. Oh, New Mutants got pushed again. Wait, <laughs> I'm starting to think that the New Mutants is actually a social experiment. There was no actual. There's no movie. Uh, it's no like, movie. No it's like uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys are watching Community. It's like that scene where they're doing the uh, experiment of how long will someone will wait, and it's pretty much <laughs> us just just waiting for the New Mutants to come up. But um, this has been another awesome episode of um, Nerds Around. Um, Adrian, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This thank has been an absolute blast. You can find us on Twitter at the Nerds O T R, on Facebook, and on Instagram at the Nerds of the Round. And you can find us in all of your favorite podcasting needs, whether that's Anchor, Spotify, or iTunes. We also have a YouTube channel, the Nerds of the Round. Check us out there. As we always like to say, we love to hear from our listeners, our viewers. Give a like, a comment, a retweet, a share. Let's connect. Let's chat. Let's get nerdy with it.